Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thank you, sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, especially Upper Deck for this episode because I'm reviewing a box of 2021-22 Hockey League Upper Deck hockey cards. So 10 cards per pack, 12 packs per box, at least one autograph card promised per box. So I got a box, opened it up. I'm going to tell you what happened here, but thanks other sponsors, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Heritage Auctions, and Huggett and Scott Auctions. When you have a product that's not major, doesn't mean it can't be a great product for what it is, but it's not the NHL, it's the AHL. And I felt that when I opened it, I wasn't going to recognize very many players because I'm not tracking hockey as much. But I thank Paul Wynn for sending it to me to give me a chance to audio review. I appreciated Chris Carlin, but Paul's now handling that. And thank you very much, Paul. I liked the box. I opened it up. And the third pack, I got Jake Ottinger, the Dallas Stars goalie. Now, it's not even really a pre-rookie card because he's got an earlier minor league card. But he came on strong for the Dallas Stars in goal this year and was terrific. He's born in the United States on the U.S. development team. He's 23 now. Again, hockey has a different way of working up through the ranks. Anyway, the AHL, he's on the AHL for starters at the beginning of the year. So that up. Out pop that card. Again, if it had been an autograph card, I probably would have slabbed it and put it on my wall. And thank you, Paul. Also, thank you, Upper Deck. I got two autographs in the box, not just one. It says at least one. So I don't know if that means means at least one. So I got two. Obviously pleased, even though I don't recognize the guys. Like I said, if I got Jake, I'd have been super pleased. But you can't expect to call your shot for exactly what card you're going to get. Frankly, minor league cards are very conducive to being autographed anyway. The players frequently are more accessible when they haven't hit the big time yet. So a lot of my baseball minor league cards, which is the main minor league cards I see out there, those are fun to get autographed. I was disappointed that the autographs were sticker. I really thought with these minor league players being pretty accessible, and I know they're working on their skills and their game, but it would seem that the card companies would be able to get them able to sit down when they haven't hit the big time yet. I like the design. I think what I grew up with, just my sports card insight, is that when I was getting in the hobby and trying to figure out what was out there, minor league cards were second-class citizens, not just because the players hadn't hit the big time, except for some coaches that you recognize. And again, there's some great minor league cards out there, but the production values were not as great. The design was not as great. You could tell that they were almost substandard. A lot of them were TCMA and nothing against TCMA. CMA, they put out a lot of stuff, but it didn't have the same look and feel of Tops or Fleer or Donruss or Upper Deck or Score or whatever the major companies were at the time. But in this case, no. If you line these up with other Upper Deck hockey cards, they don't look substandard. Same kind of stock, good photography and all that. Again, as I said, hockey is a little different than basketball where there's the G League, so guys can work their way up. But the main showcase is in colleges. You see some players from Europe too. Football, same thing. You're mainly seeing people from college, the Arena League, and some of those other things are, even though they're gimmicky, I'm hoping that some players occasionally will surface. So it's mainly about the NFL, and we'll see if there's a competing league. Um, Baseball, there's a very robust uh, minor league system. Actually, it's not as robust as it was a, a COVID because they've pared it down. But in hockey, you've got the unusual situation over the years of uh, if a player is of a certain age, say 18, I've got lots of hockey junior sets. These are junior clubs. 
and a lot of the great players came up uh, through the junior system more so than the minor league system. Some of the superstars never played minor league hockey, but they did play junior hockey. Same thing with college. Back in the day, the best hockey players went into the junior system. They didn't really go to college, except I guess many of the Americans did. So you've got a choice when you're coming out in hockey. You either go into the minor leagues or juniors or college. And I think the order probably was juniors first. That was where some of the better ones went. College, uh, maybe it made it look like they weren't as committed to uh, hockey if you're getting a college degree. I hate to think that would be the case. But minor leagues, uh, fully legit. They're getting paid probably not getting paid that much. So I decided to think, okay, open up the box. I look at it and my autograph cards, some inserts, some more featured rookies that were uh, designated star rookies. But again, I'm trying to learn from this. So I flip over to the card backs and they've got a little bio there. And I don't think they're hyperbolizing or exaggerating, but on the back of the card, they're always trying to make the person look good. So I don't know that I can gain a lot from that, that they had scored the winning goal at some point in the previous season. Certainly, I can look at the age. If they're younger, that's better. I can look at the position if they're more offensive-minded or goalies in hockey for sure. So the position matters. And what organization or what farm team or what system they're in, what organization, I suppose that matters some. But again, they just need to wind up being a great player and be an all-star and then people will search for their earliest cards. So if I had, a, if I wanted to sell these, which I don't, but if I wanted to sell these card by card, what would I do? If I put them on ComC, not sure what I'd do. I know when I look at ComC and see what's out there for the set, I can see there's a lot of times they're the first cards that go on there are the best cards. They'll put the better players. And so if I'm not sure who the better players are, a lot of times the first players to appear on ComC and then appear in quantity are players that I think some of the hockey ComC submitters know that this will probably be a higher demand player. And so let's get him up on ComC and see if I can get some sales there. As I said, I'm not doing that. Also, I would look in the Beckett OPG Another one of my sponsors, <laughs> obviously, have a fondness for that. I think people need to understand what it's good for. It's great for something like this. Now, that particular set, I don't believe, has been published yet. So maybe they're still working on it because it hasn't been out that long. But to have card-by-card -card pricing guidance, a price guide for sets where most people are not familiar with the players, still going to be some people that are recognized as commons and then some that have more potential and are already showing up at higher prices. Then also, you can look on eBay. And eBay, sometimes people will open up a case and they'll sell it card by card, but they'll have one of these multi-list listings where you can buy any card in the set and you just it's like a, a pop-up menu. And then what I go by when I do that, I think, are some cards more? Are some cards sold out? What does that look like? What can I learn from that? But as <laughs> I'm the education guy, so those are all secondhand what other people are saying. I think there's no substitute for watching hockey, reading up about hockey, and uh, looking at some of the evaluations of who the best prospects are and filter that with your knowledge of the hobby that, that has a good chance of being a star is where I would. So same thing as I recommend on some of these sets. If I were a collector and going to be buying and selling on this, I would be slow to sell some of these. I don't want to sell things until I have a value that's somewhat established. As soon as I opened the box, I was committed to dealing with it. 
And like I said, the Jake is going into my collection and the other cards are just going into another deferral pile to see what happens. I have some stacks of cards like that that I just look at maybe once a year and I'll go through and I'll think, okay, now a year's gone by. I haven't looked at them. And what's happened in last year? Any, any players? Jake Ottinger emerged at the beginning of the year. He was just another guy that might be good. And then he came on so strong last year that there's high hopes for him going forward. So for the star's sake, I no longer have season tickets. But when I did, I guess that was back in the Eddie Belfort days. That, those were exciting days. Saw Stanley. I've been to some minor league hockey, but not recently. But again, the big play here is who's going to make the NHL? and make a difference in the NHL. I think that's fun. I think it's a challenge to see. I love to learn, so I hope you do too. And this AHL box, uh, thanks to Paul, I think is a learning opportunity for me. I took a little time to look at it. I like the set. I'm not going to put the set together, but uh, I was favorably impressed, and it made me feel good about the way uh, minor league hockey is being treated. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, other sponsors, too. Thanks, listeners. This will be another opportunity for you <laughs> to vicariously enjoy this uh, box with me. Thanks.